0: Welcome to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smichael and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Most of us want to communicate effectively. We start our communication, written or spoken, with the best intentions – But no matter what, there can still be communication breakdowns. This podcast, Barriers to Effective Communication, will help you identify the common barriers and strategize for moving beyond them. The first thing I'm going to do is to identify and explain barriers. Then we're going to talk about how we can address them. I'll wrap up with a few pointers on good written communication. All of the barriers reduce our ability to be objective, which only makes it tougher to communicate. They get in the way of our being able to verify and comprehend the content of the message. What I'm saying is, we don't really know what the other person is saying or trying to say. We may have mental or emotional blocks that are getting in the way. Those blocks are the barriers that I'm getting ready to review with you. So... What are the big five barriers? The first is something called bypassing. This is a misunderstanding where the meaning of a word or words used by one person has a totally different meaning or connotation to the person that they're talking to. We jump to our own interpretation of the word and don't seek clarity on what the word means to the other person. The second barrier is stereotyping. We all know about this. We've had some experience, whether positive or negative, with it. It's when we make broad, blanket generalizations that all members of a group are the same. Some stereotypes are very positive or very favorable, and they reflect what we call a similarity bias. And all that means is that We're biased towards people like us. Other stereotypes are damaging, demeaning. I'm not going to spend any time giving examples of stereotypes. Every one of us can pull endless lists of them from our minds and from our memories. Up next, the third one is something called polarization. This happens when we reduce everything to one or two opposites. It's that all or nothing Black or white thinking. When we force things into one or the other pair of contraries, we're distorting reality. This means that we totally forget all the shades of gray, all of the options available between opposites. This is one I see a lot among my single girlfriends when they talk about all men are this or all men are that. All men aren't anything. There's all kinds of men and all kinds of women. The fourth barrier is something called allness. It's the tendency to look at a situation from a single, often myopic viewpoint. This is a problem because we're looking at it typically just from our point of view. In communication, what this means is that we mistakenly think that what we feel is relevant or important is all there is. This really gets in the way because either consciously or unconsciously, we think that our single point of view is all that needs to be heard or considered. The last one, the fifth one, this one's a tongue twister. It's inference proneness. This happens when we go beyond the facts presented and form our own conclusions based on our assumptions about the person, based on our assumptions about the subject or the situation. You know, we compound these barriers when we're listening with a critical or judgmental ear. That's what keeps us from really grasping the message and connecting with the other person or other people. I'll tell you the truth about me. I find it really hard not to be judgmental when it's something I'm passionate about. I can tell you I have to intentionally, I mean really intentionally, work on deferring judgment. And for me, that's not easy. Another compounding factor that contributes to communication breakdowns and barriers happens when we get caught up in the other person's affect. It may be how they look The tone or the pitch of their voice, their physical movements, it can be any number of things related to their affect. And getting beyond affect is hard. It requires that we really focus on the content of the message. Try hard to concentrate on the message. Evaluate the message and not the speaker. Since we're talking about message content, when we can't focus on the main idea, it's really hard not to have a barrier. I know myself, I can get caught up in minor points and minutiae, especially if the person I'm talking to is long-winded, if they're not focused, or if I feel like they're evasive. It helps a lot if we can clarify message content. What exactly are they trying to say? Now, don't be so blunt as to ask, what the heck are you trying to say? Even if that's what you're thinking, just try to use honest, direct, specific questions that will help you get a deeper understanding of the message. Think through how you're going to frame your questions. Try, try, try not to be antagonistic or condescending. Elicit the information that you need in a way that helps you create a connection that'll move you past the barrier and hopefully move the other person past the barrier too. I mentioned focus or not being able to pay attention or just being unfocused in conversation. You know that that leads to a breakdown. We both know that. We all know that. So I'll just give you another confession. I have a lot of trouble with ramblers. I want to say, do you have a point? Can we get to it? I am constantly working to concentrate when people are rambling on and on. When you know you're experiencing a barrier, you have to figure out if you might be the cause. Recognizing when you're the one causing the barrier or the breakdown takes a lot of self-awareness. I can't say that I or any of us always know when we're the problem, but I do know this about Joanne. I can be impatient. I think I already said that. I already confessed that to you. I like to get to the point, and sometimes I have trouble listening to people who process things out loud. This is a time when I want to say, could you please think in your head and share the fully formulated thought with me when you have it all together? Another way to get through or past barriers is to avoid sidetracking, snippy, sarcastic, snide remarks. You got to get a grip on your own emotions Or if you don't, the walls just get higher and the barriers get strengthened. The listening piece is so important when we're dealing with barriers. Assuming that you're in a conversation where you're supposed to be on the listening end, the first thing that you have to do is be quiet. Do not finish the other person's sentences, don't interrupt. Even if you are just seething and on fire inside, please just let them finish. You know, there's another important condition for optimal listening. It's the environment. It needs to have very few distractions. If you're on the phone, try not to multitask. If you're one-on-one or even in a group, try to find a quiet place to talk. The next thing that helps us get beyond barriers is developing the willingness and the ability to acknowledge the value of the message, even when it's a message we don't agree with. What I mean is this. The message has meaning to the other person. Because we're dealing with another human being, there's always, almost always, some value in their message. So if we can acknowledge that and acknowledge the fact that they truly believe in what they're saying, we may be able to move beyond a barrier or two. Before we wrap up, I want to briefly hit on written communication, whether we're talking about a memo, an email, or a formal letter. We need to be sure that our writing doesn't contribute to, reflect, or cause the barriers that I mentioned earlier. So how do we do that? How do we improve our writing? Well, what I have to say is going to sound very basic, but I need to state it anyway. Be clear in your own mind about what you want to say. What's your point? Or what are your points, plural? What's the message that you need to convey? That clarity, that's the starting point whenever we're trying to send a message. If you're writing, use short, crisp sentences. This is especially important in email. I don't know about you, but I tend to initially scan an email, and if the email's too long or the sentences are too long, it's hard for me to want to read the whole thing. Next, do not try to impress people with your profound vocabulary. One of the things that just got on my nerves, on my last nerve, when I was working on my doctorate was other students who used language that they thought made them sound so smart and so erudite. If I have to get out a dictionary to understand every other word in the sentence, there's a problem. Just use a word that everybody can understand. Prefer the simple over the complex. The goal in writing, in fact, I think the goal in all communication is to express, not to impress. Remember, we all have limited time, so avoid a bunch of unnecessary words. I'm saying be brief, get to the point. I've heard people say this, you should write like you speak. I 100% disagree. Some people use such colloquial language and it has no place in business communication. And that's a complaint I hear a lot from my clients. They mention the fact That in what should be formal communication, employees have lost the art of developing professional correspondence. Another complaint that I hear a lot is the use of colloquial abbreviations in business emails and in other business correspondence. Things like LMK for let me know or IDK for I don't know. They really shouldn't be in business oriented emails you got to understand the difference between casually communicating with a colleague and more formal communication. Well, that's all I wanted to say about making sure your written communication is on point and not a factor in creating barriers. As I conclude, I want to be sure that we all understand that there are barriers to communication that we not only experience, but we also create. Be alert, tune in to these stumbling blocks so that you can move beyond them and move them out of the way and use your communication to build bridges. Whether we're a sender or a receiver, the message is important and we can communicate more effectively. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.